Joy is for you. Welcome to the Joybringer Podcast. The world is full of uncertainties, difficulty, and pain. It needs joy, and you and I can bring it, but we can't bring what we don't have. I'm so glad you've joined me today. Let's grab hold of joy and bring it everywhere we go. Hey, I'm Susan, and this is the Joybringer podcast. And today, well, I'm having a snow day, and I'm really grateful for my friend Carrie. Is Eichberger? Is that right? Yes. Uh, to join me today, I said, "Can you do it? I'm I'm snowed in. Let's have a conversation." And you know what's really funny is that God knows what we need so much more than we do. Yeah. And we thought we would postpone it, or maybe we could do it, and things, you know, shifted. Um, and yet today, I think this conversation is exactly what I need, and yeah. I, I'm believing it's it's what you need as well. So yes. welcome, Carrie. Thank you so much. I'm really excited about this. I mean, I think it's going to be, um, you know, I'm really relying on the Holy Spirit to mm-hmm. lead and guide me, and that is where the real fruit comes. So yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. So Carrie, your book uh, when we met in, gosh, I think it was, was it o- October? actually yeah, was- September was right after my book released. I remember yes. that. Yes. <laughs> End of and September. your book, Win Over Worry, had been released minutes prior. Yeah. yeah and, uh, and you brought it for all of us, which was so generous. And it's been sitting right here. You can't see my desk. And I'm so glad because <laughs> it's not cute. But your book has been sitting next to my computer since then. Yay. And uh, and so I'm honored to talk to you today. And, and here, transparent. So... Mm. Um, yesterday, my heart hurt so bad. It was beating out of my dang chest. Like I kept telling my husband, like, I, I know I'm okay. I know Mm -hmm. this is anxiety, but it's Mm -hmm. not something I deal with a lot. Mm -hmm. And I have been really just having all this weird. And for me, for me, that's abnormal. Like I have certainly worry about things and I do have it, but that physical, Mm -hmm. you know, it, it doesn't happen a lot. And when it does, it's usually pretty gnarly. But <laughs> so yeah, yeah. yesterday, all day, my heart was hurting. My chest mm-hmm. was hurting. And I know that there's just a lot of things for me that are happening right now. I'm, I'm leaving in a couple of days to go to a conference I'm speaking at that I'm really excited about. And it's been two years in the making and it, there's a lot of stuff going on. And I'm nervous about traveling in the snow and all that. But but I think this is a timely conversation for me, uh, mm-hmm. and and you were saying the same thing. Yes, always. right. Especially when you write a book on joy, and for you, when you write a book on worry, winning over worry, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it's a reality check to say, do I really practice what I preach or what I write about? Because mm-hmm. we're real people living yeah. real lives, and the reason we wrote these books isn't necessarily because we've you know, got to the top of the mountain and have and never deal with this again. It's because we're in the mix or living out the things that we believe in, that we write about, that we talk about. And um, I'm, I'm hoping <laughs> that this is this is b- valuable to, uh, to other yeah. people to go, oh, okay, you too? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so tell me where, where this book came from. Tell me yeah. what, what, prompted you to say, I know the thing that has to come out of my body in book form is a book about winning over worry. Tell me about that. Yeah. I mean, it is 
it is so true that the one thing that I thought would disqualify me from mm -hmm. writing about this message is the one thing that really most qualified me for it. And that is because it is, it is my story. And I, it's a story that when I, and when I say win over this, I'll make it clear. It's something that I'm winning every day. And I, and I win because, because God conquers ultimately. And this thing, worry and anxiety and fear is of the enemy. And I know that the enemy has been conquered by, by, by God, by God. And that is always true. And I have become more grounded in that truth. And I know that everything I have worried about and been anxious about is um, our lies. The enemy has tried to, um, to, to, to whisper to me, to get me to not believe God and to avoid the goodness that he has to offer. And it's in going through that journey of understanding that and believing it that I have found so much joy and peace and purpose and all the things I was missing, though it's still a struggle. And that's the thing. And, and I, I'm, I'm grateful now that I have written this message and it's something that I studied and researched and um, just poured over the truths of God in regards to the, to this, because I have so much more confidence now and I do have so much more joy. I'm thankful that I was, I'm, I've wrapped my arms around it in a whole new way. And there are things I can say I have won over. There are things that I was once worried about that I do not worry about. And it's some of the biggest things. Now I have to continue to soak it in every day and go to God, rely on him every day um, and listen to him over the enemy every day because the world keeps on coming at you. And there's in new seasons, there's new things and new responsibilities. And with new responsibilities come new worries and fears. And so as much as you think you've gotten over one thing, then something else creeps in. Right. And I now know I have the tools mm. and um, I know with all my heart that I have God and that he is all powerful and that yeah. he loves me and protects me. So, and I'll tell you, I'm just me having this conversation, like you said, I needed this because saying it out of my mouth, yeah, speaking those truths, like I just, I feel like I can just feel the the chills, like that that God is is just calming my soul as I'm speaking that. Yeah. Um, when you were saying what you were about the feelings of anxiety and that physical pain that you feel, that is very real, and I have that quite a bit. I had it this morning on the drive to school to take my girls because school was not canceled. I thought it should be, but it wasn't because the <laughs> roads were icy, and, and that's a trigger for me. Travel conditions are a tr trigger for me. Um, I want to just trust God with all my heart and all my soul, but in those moments, I feel, um, I feel shaky, and I feel weak. Um, and I need to lean on the Lord like no other. And so when I say these things out loud um, I'm, I'm from my mouth about the truths of his sovereignty and his protection and his control, it, it just places a sense of calm and peace over me. So mm. I've kind of gone all over the place. You're asking about me writing this book. And I just want to reiterate that it's not something that I thought I would ever write about because mm. I felt like it was a struggle. But now what I've, what I've done is taken all the things that God has allowed me to walk through and a dependence on him that he has taught me and to reach out to others and say, if I can do this, so can you. Mm. That's good. That's good.
Okay, I'm gonna go straight to this thing because it's it's literally like mocking me <laughs> and playing out in real time as we're talking. There are yeah. people sledding down my street. <laughs> it's the cutest thing. All these kids and and adults. <laughs> And I earlier was looking out the window thinking, gosh, that would be fun. That would bring me joy, mm -hmm. but I have to accomplish X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. And don't get it twisted. I am going to go do that in a, when we're done. But you should. <laughs> one of the things that I love that you brought up in, in this chapter all throughout your book is wonderful, but uh, the chapter is called Unleash Your Joy. And I, I love this idea. Um, just as I'm thinking through this concept of like unleashing it, like unzip it, let it out. Because mm -hmm. so often the worries of our day, our schedule, mm -hmm. like bottle it up, compartmentalize it and shove it way down deep and say, no, you're disqualified from this mm -hmm. because you're too busy. Because people with your responsibility don't get to go do those things. People with your anxiety, your depression, whatever, you're disqualified from that. So you might as well just bottle this idea up and put it on the shelf. Mm -hmm. And so you talk about this, I, this, this thing, it says, uh, where did it go? Well, you know it better than I do, but, um, the <laughs> idea that we get to just stop what you're doing and go do the joyful thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like we're actually so much more productive mm -hmm. when we allow ourselves to go do that thing or to experience yeah. that joyful thing instead of just putting it off and putting it off. Cause well, good Lord. We're just going to push it off until it falls off the table and it doesn't exist anymore. Right, right. And we're trying to control that. For me, it's a control piece. It's like, I think I'm in control yeah. of my day and of my circumstances. And so I'm so many times miss out on something. You know, I'm, I told a story yeah. in the book about some friends um, inviting me to do something. You yeah. don't talk about sledding. This was in the summertime and they invited me to go boating one day. And I love to be on the water, love to yeah. be on the water, love when it's sunny and, you know, the, the sky is blue, all those things. And I said no, because I had this deadline. I had this writing I had to do. And I caught myself that morning and I, I there was a, a devotion I had read that convicted me. And it was just yeah. reminding me like who the master of my time is. Yes. And I was missing out on an opportunity for joy. I was avoiding these, these opportunities to have joy in my life because I was trying to control my circumstances and just continue as if it was all in my hands. Right. And that's when I said, like I said, I was convicted and I put it down and said, no. And I went after and did the joyful thing. And, and it was, a, it was, it was, it was a wonderful and God showed up in beautiful ways and blessed me in so many beautiful ways. And what was really cool, I got back and was so much more productive than I even had planned on originally being that day. Like he just, right. I, it was amazing. And that was, that was the beauty of it. It was like, God's like, Carrie, go enjoy your life. I, yeah. I have this for you. These people um, that you love to enjoy and to be with and relationships and I'll take care of the rest. Mm -hmm. And I need to hear that, you know, and, and I need to, we need to soak in those. Yeah. Yeah. It's fuel for what we do need to do. It's sort of like, you know, oh, yes. well, Lord, I don't have time to get up and, and worship or pray in the morning, or I don't have time to read my Bible, or I don't have, you know, I don't have time to take a nap. But if we would just take those moments and do those things, it's extra fuel. And there's this extra grace that we're given mm -hmm. to accomplish it when we honor what our soul needs, what yes. our soul longs for, mm -hmm. and to fill ourselves. Yes, be honoring to our, our schedule. Yes, accomplish the things that we have to accomplish, mm -hmm. but to make room for the things that bring us joy. I'll tell you what, it certainly makes us 
more lovely people when we have to go do all those things. Absolutely. Because, you know, we can get so resentful. My husband's a mountain biker and a jujitsu guy. Like everything he does is like extreme sports, but he has to do these things. He's a, he has to process things through his body. So he's always doing something. Okay. Um, But I could get really resentful of that pretty quickly because it looks like we have all these things to do and you're going out and having fun. Right? Is that like the most typical wife mom statement ever? Right? <laughs> and he's like, uh, yeah, I'm going to get all that stuff done. But if I don't do this for my soul and my body, I won't get any of it done. Yes. And instead of being, you know, bitter and angry or resentful, it's like, wait, you've got something there. Yeah. We've got to carve out time to do the things that that do bring mm-hmm. us joy so that we can accomplish it and do it in a spirit that's lovely. Absolutely. I you know, that. I I uh, I know that when I take time to really engage with things that bring me joy, I'm more grateful for what's on what's on the other side of it. It helps yeah. me um, receive. And you you brought this up in this chapter, which I am so grateful for. I think you called it your your thankful ten. Yeah, no, yeah. Drop like drop and give me ten, right? Yeah, like, give me ten. Um, <laughs> So when, annoying, but so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and you say a lot in in this chapter that that uh, peace is a grat- is a gateway to joy. I say mm-hmm. I I often say gratitude is the gateway to joy. It's mm-hmm. it's the same idea. Um, gratitude. If we if we stop, if it's a really good moment to just stop, like put on pull the emergency brake and go. All right, I'm spinning out of control with worry, with fear, with. Um, resentment right now. Mm-hmm. I just have to stop, drop and give me 10. Like, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Stop what you're doing and just rattle off. And I love it. You said, you know, you said it to your husband's a roll, the eye roll, yeah, right? Roll. Oh, yeah. Now, my, now that's my teenage son who does that rolls. Got it. me when I, when I do oh. that to him. <laughs> but trust me when I tell you, if I did it to my husband, he does it to me. It's like, are you kidding? Yeah. But it uh-huh. works. It does. By the time you get to about f- six-ish, yeah. you see a change in yourself if you're doing it. But in this, the person that you're that's sharing with you, um, it's pretty awesome to watch happen in real time. So mm-hmm. like anyone listening, it's like try that with someone that you love. And then if you see them struggling with a moment of discouragement or disappointment or just having a bad day yeah. um, or worry, worry or fear, you know, just – Stop and like I I will I write things down. I do that so often now. Uh, I was inspired by uh, you ever read Ann Voskamp's A Thousand Gifts. That was a, my original inspiration to start keeping track of the things I was thankful for. And I didn't really occur to me until while I was writing this book that this can be applied to worry also because you know and it's it's obvious when when we're just struggling with discouragement, disappointment, or um, depression to focus on things we're thankful for, but specifically in our worries and fears too. It's so like counterintuitive to be, to, to be thankful in the midst of fear because you're thinking like, I'm just asking for peace here, but I've had moments in fear that I have been so afraid or felt so anxious that I can hardly even pray. But when I start to, just say thank you, like just list things I'm thankful for. You know, my daughter was in the hospital recently. She had an anaphylactic reaction to Mm. peanuts and I was terrified and I I could not, I literally was so afraid. Like I said, that I couldn't even like 
calm myself enough to talk to God. But I remembered mm. this practice that I had preached about. And I just started <laughs> oh, the like that saying, I wrote my book on. Right. right. You know? <laughs> I just started, th- okay, thank you, God, that we made it here. Thank you that her vitals yeah. are good. Thank you that. And I just started, and basically I was praying because yeah. I was thanking God for things. And all of a sudden that peace started to come over me mm-hmm. and I started to like be grounded. Then you t- talk, transform it into joy, that joy. That's that ultimate joy we talk about where we're just joyful in the Lord and the truths of him. Yeah. And I was just, thank you, God, that you are, that you are here and that you are sovereign. That you have us, you have her. And that just lifts your spirits. Joy yeah. is able to be, is to, to grow. Right. I, I I describe it, I define joy as the buoyant sense of well-being. It's not that I'm feeling happy, right? They're not the same. I'm feeling boy I'm I'm not drowning. I'm I'm right. buoyant on the firm foundation of the love mm. of God, of Jesus, yeah. who he is, what he's done, and the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. So in those moments of terror, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, I'm gonna start with being grateful because I don't even know how to pray right now. So thank God that we got here. Thank right. God that I could get in and see a doctor. Think right. Mm-hmm. You start there, but that, like you said, it sort of takes you up above where you yes. felt like you were drowning, and now yes. you're floating on the water, and love are that. able then to start paddling. Right? Yes, you said it. I love that. One of the things that I love, I ha- it's underlined in my book. I love it. It says, "Offering gratitude to God is our shield in promoting and protecting joy." Gratitude in in this case is like a weapon. It is, mm-hmm. it's the thing, it's the shield, it's the thing that's going to protect me and get me to push through the difficulty and so that I can experience joy. Yeah, I right. I love that because gratitude, like joy, often has a really um, weak connotation. Mm-hmm. People don't think about being grateful or being joyful as a strong characteristic. Mm-hmm. And yet- yeah we see it again and again and we experience it as an incredible um she like you said i love that the shield that promotes mm-hmm. and protects our well-being and our joy i love that yes and you know you're right it, you do associate, you don't really associate strength with it but that is what makes me strong that's what yeah. makes us strong when we are able to find our joy which ultimately comes from the lord that is right. where i become strong mm mm-hmm. mhm well, and we see it. It's scripture says it. Nehemiah 8.10. What? We all know it. Like, say it with me, right? The joy of the Lord is my strength. Yes, yes. We know that, but we buzz right over that because it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It's the peace that passes all understanding. It's the joy that's strong that doesn't make any sense in this circumstance. Mm-hmm. In the circumstance that I'm in, when I don't see a way out, I don't see how, you know, the next thing is going to manifest. Right. But you know what, Lord? I don't have to see it. Mm-mm. You say in this chapter two that it's about trust. Yes. I uh, I love, a re- it was so precious, like re- reading through this chapter again, because we're so um, uh, like in, in line and in sync with, mm-hmm. with the way our, our hearts have been led in discovering more about joy. Uh, I talk a lot about my experience just hitting the depths of despair in, in something that we were going through. And I found myself just paralyzed in sadness and depression and fear. And, and I didn't know what to do. I was, I was doom scrolling on Facebook one day and I was just crying. All I could do is just sort of sit and cry. It was actually, it was in, um, 
almost exactly, uh, what is it? Three years ago. It was in February of 21. And that we had just moved to Tennessee. And uh, there was a crazy snowstorm. And we were snowed in. Which, by the way, if you don't live in Tennessee, that's very rare. I was going to say. I didn't <laughs> know I thought that was the case. Yeah, not a lot. Uh, <laughs> so it's an amazing that we're talking about this while I'm snowed in. Almost three years to the date later. And I felt the Lord, I, I saw something on social media. Uh, it was a Lisa Turkhurst quote. It didn't say this exactly, but my brain processed it as you steer where you stare. And I heard the Lord immediately say, he lit up my whole spirit and he said, season, you've locked eyes with worst case scenario, lock eyes with me. Mm. And it changed everything. It ripped me out of the depths of despair so fast I could, I stopped looking for and locking eyes with, cause man, that's, it's like a, um, it's like a hypnotize, like, you know, yep. those like circle things in old cartoons, yeah. you know, and you're just like, Oh, like look in my eyes. It was, I think it was a jungle book. Like the snake's eyes turn into these hypnotizing things, but that's real. Cause once we've locked eyes with anxiety and worry and fear for me, it was worst case scenario, which I think yeah. you even mentioned. Mm -hmm. It's like a drug. You can't unsee it. But Jesus said, lock eyes with me. Mm -hmm. And that, it did, it changed everything for me. And I felt at a visceral level the difference between feeling joyful and locking eyes with joy. Mm -hmm. Because Jesus is with us all the time. Mm -hmm. So I might not feel joyful. That's okay. I can lock eyes with him because joy is in the room. Yes. It changed everything. Oh, I love that. Oh, I love that. And you reminded me how much I had shifted gears from worst case scenarios that were a focus the majority of the time. Yeah. And I noticed that was a lot, had a lot to do with my worry, the my spiraling worry, yeah. my focus being on those outcomes that I would dread and that rarely even come to be. <laughs> Right. But it was the other thing place, too, right? Right. You, you, you mentioned, I think it's a 90% of the things it's, that we think crazy. Right. don't so ever I'm happen. So I'm wasting a lot, of jo yeah, a lot of joy that could be had. Yes. Um, but it's it's in realizing even, well, two things. One, that those things rarely happen. And two, even if it did, I need to place God there. And that's what I was yes. missing was, like you said, lock your eyes on him. Even if those worst case scenarios that I was so fixated on were to happen, I was yeah. missing the truth that yeah. he'll be there. And when I can then turn it around and say, okay, so if this were to happen, then God will be there. And what do I know about God? That he will, he will carry me and he will be with me and he loves me and he yeah. is in control. So those two things, one, it was like, if you can just get in your head, first of all, that half this stuff, actually 90% of this stuff doesn't yeah. even happen, then you can you know, snap out of it. But if you can't, at least put God there because he is. And you're right. That is where the joy is found. Mm. And I'm just thinking about, you know, I think my my issue is if I'm not, if I'm successful at not freaking out about the big things, mm -hmm. right? I'm like, okay, I trust that X, Y, Z, it's going to be fine, right? It's, it's mm -hmm. being lazy and doing that work with the little things because mm. it's the little things that add up. Yes. And so I'm just reflecting right now on, on the things in my world. It's like all of it is in his hands, you know? I used mm -hmm. to I, 
I think I, I saw that um, that you're a pastor in ministry as well. And and when I was pastoring, um, I, I I would use this scenario a lot. I said I feel like you know you're you're drown you feel like you're drowning and you're swimming and you're dog paddling and you're 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 feel like you're going to go under and and I would just sort of cut my hands and say, but actually you're in the hands of the Lord. It's like He's holding some water and you're in it, but just put your feet down. You can stand. He, put your feet down. It's, it's shallow water. But we mm. think we're drowning. He's just put your feet down. <sighs> it's such a beautiful thought, right? Like it is. You're you're in the hands of the Lord. You're not. He's picked you up out of it. Have you ever? I, I don't know if you've ever seen a, like a dog or a kid do that. You know, you they're like, ah, you're like, yes. you can actually yeah. stand. <laughs> and and. And that daughter a, did that a few months ago on yeah. our vacation. Yeah. Put like, your feet down. You can stand. <laughs> yeah. And and so that that visual that rem- is reminding me today, like we're even when the enemy wants us to believe that that we're in we're in the deep end, we're we're not. Mm-hmm. We're we're in the hands of the Lord and we yes. can just put our feet down and stand up. That's the firm foundation that we're standing on. Mm-hmm. That's where yes. you know you said it it's trust we mm-hmm. have to trust god and for me the the way i remind myself is to look back i got to look back mm-hmm. you've done it before yep just when i thought there was no way out like you've done it before and well this situation is not as bad <laughs> or you know yes i how are he you going to do it again mm-hmm. i uh I've um, talked about this before on here. There's a, a book called The the Wonder Switch. Hmm. I think that's what it's called. Um, but I, really what it was is our, my lead pastor in California had, had done this sermon. Um, and it was sort of loosely based on, on this book. And the, idea, the, the main idea was, you know, to, to flip from the worry to wonder. So instead of panicking of like, I'm so worried, and and you speak about this. I'm so worried about X, Y, and Z. Instead, to flip the narrative, flip the script, and say, "I wonder what you're gonna do, God." Mm. Right, and like to to flip from worry to wonder because mm. that is a better way. This is what I was gonna bring up is, you know, we can really change the neuro pathways. The reason we go so quickly into worry is because we've established that neuro pathway. We go from like zero to worst case scenario very quickly. Yeah. But our brains actually allow us to, what scripture says, renew our minds, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I've practiced that. I remember I do a lot of things in the shower, like, like praying ideas, you know, all that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I will with you. S- state out loud, like, I wonder what you're going to do. And in, and I, I think about this, Lord, and I'm actually taking this moment and I'm going to retrain my brain right now. Instead of thinking about the worst case scenario, I'm stating this idea and thinking, but what if, God, what if you did this instead? What if God does come through, right? Yeah. What if yeah. it's going to be okay? Yeah. I, that I, I love that so much. Um, I'm going to steal that. I'm like just thinking about um, so many things, you know. My book, I talk a lot about, not a lot, but I sprinkle it through. And then I finished my last chapter um, on a flight and I'm actually going to fly next. I, I once was very, had a pretty major fear of flying. I'll just say that. And I love the fact that I can say once because yeah. I 
wouldn't have dreamed, even when I started writing this, that I would be where I am and and not have that fear. I mean, I can actually have joy. But I think about all the worry that I that kept me from flying and going places. And I use when what you just made me think about, I wonder what God will do because I am not worried about flying anymore. The places mm. that I might go and the things I might see and the ways he might speak to me through the things I experience. Um, yeah. That's beautiful. So, I love that. So you overcame that fear. I let me, let me be clear. Like, I feel like I did because I can do it. And I still have a little, I, I still makes me nervous. You oh, know? I'm flying in two days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We get nervous about flying. There's a difference between I'm nervous or even I'm afraid mm-hmm. and it's paralyzing. And I'm therefore yes. never Paraly- going to engage in that. Right. Like paralyzing is how it was. I, I avoided yeah. it at all costs. The thought of it made me ill. Mm. Um, I was prescribed medication for years to do it when I had to. And it was, it, it broke my heart because I thought about the future and the things I really wanted to be able to do. And so honestly, I had this revelation a few months ago and it had never hit me. Well, somebody had once told me, you know, when you write this book, you don't know really how many people you're going to help. The hope is that it's a lot because I um, mean, believe that it can, but she said to me, if I help one person or, you know, thousands, um, you know, it, it's, you know, it's still good. And if that one person is me, then it was all worth oh. it. And mm. I thought, oh my gosh. And it just dawned on me when I thought that one person was me. I can wow. fly now and I am excited. So I say I'm nervous, but I'm actually, I'm also excited because my husband, I about stopped him in his tracks a couple of days ago. I said, I can't wait to be above the clouds. He Aww. looked at me like, excuse me? Who is my, who is <laughs> this like, woman? Right. No, I really, you know, I love that point when you just, mm. when you're in the, you go through the clouds and yeah. you lift above and it's just this blue sky and you just feel like you're just getting closer to God, the higher you go. And he is just carrying me. And I've learned to have this intimate experience that I would have never had if I didn't, if he didn't allow that struggle in my life. And I feel so close to him in those moments. I just feel so held and <laughs> It made it all, it made it all worth it. So, um, can I share a vision that I've always held close to my heart when I fly? Yes. So I have pictured God like a, like a boy, like a little boy, but a giant boy bigger than the earth, right? Um, holding our plane, like a little boy running with a wooden plane in his hand. (laughs) And then he's just bounding across the country holding our plane, like flying, just having the time of his life and any Mm. kind of turbulence or whatever is him just like stepping in a lake, like jumping over a, jumping over a mountain. Mm. Isn't that so sweet? Like he's just like holding and he's having a great time and we're just flying. I love that. that And I I do. And also when you mentioned the idea of, you know, to put your feet down, how we're grounded. And I thought that is a feeling I I used to feel when I would fly. I have like, like I'm, going to drown. There's nothing below me. There's nothing to catch me. And that it's okay to put my feet down because my foundation, I'm on firm ground, even though I'm not like physically, I'm way up high, but I am on a firm foundation because I'm resting in him. Mm -hmm. I think that's just a general, like anybody can be blessed by that concept, right? It's like, we all have fears where we feel like we're being out of control. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, And yet just put your feet down. Yeah. It's so good. (laughs) So, so what is the thing that you are overcoming right now? 
Oh, goodness. Well, we sort of talked a lot. The first thing that came to my mind, um, you know, when we talk about, I was talking about my son driving and that was just a recent, I'm, you know, I, I feel convicted because worry has sort of crept up again and yeah. he just got his license a few months ago. And I have been, I feel I have been, um, it's resurfaced again and again, and I've had to stand firmly on these truths. Um, so fear has sort of crept back into my life. And I am, every time he, he drives this morning, in fact, um, I told you the roads are icy and I, I, I've been working on scripture memorization and I've memorized nine scriptures in the past nine weeks. And I just wrote down that I spent the 30 minutes of his commute, just writing each scripture I had memorized the past nine weeks. And it just, that's all I could think to kind of, like I said before, the other situation where I felt like, oh, I, I had a hard time even praying because I felt so anxious and yeah. the anxiety was debilitating and paralyzing me. I just wrote God's word hmm. and soaked it in. And as I was writing his word, those words just pierced my heart. Um, so hmm. that is just where I am. I, I want to say like, I'm about just blurted out what I'm struggling through right now is, is anxiety again. Um, yeah. and it's, it looks different right now though. It looks different. Well, me too, girl. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> right. But I'm so thankful. I have my book yes. next to me too. Yes. Um, for what God has taught me and I know what to do now. And I know also he just wants to be a little closer to me and that is okay and good with me. I love that he uses my struggles to allow me to depend deeper on him. And if that's what this is all about, I'll, t I'll take it because that mm. is my favorite place to be as close to him. Yeah. And that takes discipline to remind yourself that he's near. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right? Discipline, attentionality. It's it absolutely, mm. it's something that's been learned and, and has to be continued to practice that I've, you know, you talk about repetition and teaching your brain certain things. These, these are habits that have been created. And yeah. um, that is the only reason I think that I'm able to do this is because it's something that I have intentionally done. Yeah. And that's when you, when I have been in moments of fear or felt debilitated, I go into autopilot and I'm thankful that my autopilot now is, is these habits that I've been practicing. If you think about practice, we've practiced anxiety a mm -hmm. whole lot more yep. than we've yep. practiced gratitude. Mm -hmm. That's, that's probably across the board for everyone. We have established patterns that are well-worn roots ruts. My husband used to be a, a motocross racer. And so that's a big thing. They, they find these paths, these ruts, and, and everyone takes those most of those same ruts because they're carved out lanes. And they're deeply carved in our mind. So we have to then spend time to like not only knock those down, but to carve deep root ruts of gratitude so that our brain immediately goes down that lane to the joyful outcome, mm -hmm. right? To the mm -hmm. joyful scenario of hope and peace and truth. I mean, ultimately yes. it's truth, mm -hmm. right? The ruts of truth that lead us to joy. Yeah. yeah. And let that be a motivator, right? <laughs> yes. And that is for, for me uh, this year, I'm doing the 12 months, the 12 months joy bringer challenge. And this month gratitude uh, reigns supreme. So this month, the challenge uh, is rooted in the core value of gratitude. And mm. we're challenged to um, write thank you notes 
or words of encouragement, notes of words of encouragement. And uh, I bought this fun thing on Amazon. It's a greeting card um, organizer. And so each month has like January and you write like dates of people's birthdays or encouraging things. You write birthday and you put all the cards. So I've got my stamps in here and my cards. I love that. Yeah, I'm. But it's, I want it to become a practice for me because mm. my mom was really incredible at writing notes and thank you cards and all that. But it was a practice and a habit. And in order to create that habit, she had one of these by our home phone, you know, in the kitchen next to the answering machine. Yeah. <laughs> but it was right there so that the habit became natural and easy. Yeah. yeah. So we have to set ourselves up for those ruts, right, to become a yes. natural thing for us. Yes. And absolutely. so I, I'm, I'm so encouraged whenever I meet other people who have been transformed by the power of joy in their yes. life. So you're a testament to the truth that this works. Oh, my that, gosh. That joy is powerful. Absolutely. And, and, and gratitude and trust and practicing uh, these mm. things. There's a couple other um, things that I've highlighted in here um, that I was just so grateful for. I, I, what, what other, um, yeah. The other thing that you talk about is how, uh, joy is, um, infectious that. Oh yeah. I mean, absolutely. I, I mean, gosh, it is for me. Let me just give you an example. So you were talking about your focus being, um, gratitude this month and, yeah. That is a huge focus for me in January, period, because I've struggled with um, seasonal depression, mm-hmm. and I am something yeah. that I've much overcome. Because when you talk about practicing, it was years ago. I don't remember when it was that I started doing. I started my first gratitude journal of writing down things I was thankful for every day. Mm. And that is, that became, I did it every day and I would truly write and it was write down just paragraphs about what I was thankful for, what I could thank God for. And that was something that became a practice. And I noticed, so the infectious joy goes both ways. I noticed that my lack of joy was Mm. affecting people. That's infectious. And I was seeing other people around me in my home that were experiencing a lack of joy and just discouragement, dread. Well, just if it wasn't depression, it was just, I don't know, the doldrums. Okay. For the month, at least it was more severe for me. But on the flip side, as I was practicing thank gratitude and joy was starting to arise in my days, I saw it sprinkle out on other people. And I found myself voicing things I was grateful for, which kind of, Mm -hmm. that's also infectious. When you say something you're thankful for, it makes somebody think about, well, one, it convicts them if they're going to be negative to not be so negative. (laughs) But um, so I think it goes both ways. And I love that when we are joyful and we are focused on what we have to be thankful for, it creates the same atmosphere um, and attitude in others, which then it sort of then bounces back. Yep. Yep. It's true. And we have the power to change the atmosphere in mm-hmm. ourselves and in our homes. And mm-hmm. ultimately, that's the whole Joybringer culture is to, to be transformed by it so that we can bring it everywhere we go. Mm-hmm. So you asked this question at the end of this chapter, and I it just brought me so much joy because I ask everyone, at least that's my goal anyway, I have a sign on my computer and I still forget to ask people. But 
I'm asking you, what is currently bringing you joy, Carrie? Okay. Um, you know, I'm in a season that I have had to really slow down. And I say I've had to slow down. I feel like in some ways, this is going to sound a little bit strange, but it was it's as if like God removed strength, not removed strength. I believe he is our strength, but I feel physically um, not as motivated and driven. And I am a, a, an, an overachiever. I'll just go ahead and admit it. And I've entered a season. <laughs> I've just felt a little bit less um, inspired to just – and motivated. Not inspired. I'm inspired, but less motivated to just to move and be so active. And so I have been – much more still. And that was so uncomfortable for me at first because I am a mover and I feel like every day I have to like check off all the boxes and do all the things. But I just felt like God was saying, Carrie, slow down and just stop working so hard for me and just spend time with me. And so what's brought me joy in the season is really allowing myself grace and just finally finding my worth in just who he says I am alone without doing all the things. And that has yeah. been very difficult for me, but it is so, it is so, it's a, I can't explain the joy it's brought in a way I'd never expect by just being still and spending time with him and not That's feeling good. like I have to please and perform for his approval. So there it is. There it is. <laughs> Bringing your joy. Yeah, I'm so glad. That's mm-hmm. awesome. I'm I'm really grateful that this worked out today. Yeah. I'm grateful to develop a friendship with you. I I'm so um I just I'm delighted by the surprises the Lord has for us. And so you have brought me delight today and I'm so grateful for that. And Same you can you. find Carrie's book anywhere, all the places. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Win over worry, conquer what mm-hmm. shakes you and soar with the one who overcomes. It's uh it's great you guys. You got to you got to read it. I think it's such a great tool um to help us especially begin the year, right? To start mm-hmm. from a place of overcoming. Yeah. Uh uh, uh locked eyes with the joy bringer who has overcome. Uh any anywhere else people can find you or or what we want to know about what you're doing and and how people can connect with you? Yeah, well, Instagram, that's where I am a lot. You can find yeah. me there, except unless I'm taking a, a season off, but I just finished that. So um, I would say there, my website's carrieikeberger.com. My name's Carrie with a K. So uh, when you I'll look for me, I'll put a link oh, in, the, yeah. in the show notes. So yeah, I look forward to connecting. Yeah, that's great. Thank you so much. And uh, I can't wait to see how else the Lord connects us because oh, this has I been am- really great. I'm so glad that we had the chance to talk today and made this happen. Now go sledding. (laughs) I'm going. Thank you for listening to the Joybringer podcast. I would love to connect with you. Find me on social media or on my website at seasonedhours.com. For more information on how to live like the gospel is good news, check out my book, The Joybringer Challenge. You can buy it anywhere books are sold or on my website. Thanks again for listening. And hey, I love you.